When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Hey, Tunes and Tumblers fam. Before we get to the show today, we actually have something we've never done before. We have a, uh, a new sponsor daddy that we need to promote. Um, it, it, was a, it was a hard uh, thought war, but we decided that we needed to start doing ads now. Because Why was that, Ryan? Why, why do we need to do ads? The biggest thing is that we've been trying to save up for a, um, a Greyhound bus ticket for Drew to go find his cockatoo that he left behind at a station in um, Paris, Texas. So the way you can help us out and help Drew get back his, his beloved cockatoo <laughs> is <laughs> by checking out Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the way that we distribute our podcasts, and it's the easiest way to make one. Uh, Pedro, w- what is great about Anchor? Oh my god, what's not great about Anchor? It's free. You have no excuses. It is free. I don't care what your financial status is. It is free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer in case, you know, you suck at editing or maybe you've had a few too many drinks and you need some help. They can do it for you. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You just sit back and it will throw it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms and the best part is you can make money with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need in one place. If it's your first time and you want to get into the podcast game, this is how you do it. Yeah, so download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Please, please, this Greyhound bus ticket will not buy itself. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and I write a column for Atwood Magazine every other week that is also called Tunes and Tumblers. But I quickly found that drinking alone is a very sad, sad business. So I invited a couple of friends to sit down with me to help me make drinks and to broadcast our thoughts to the world. And they are... Ryan, your music connoisseur. And Pedro, your mixologist. And today we have a little reprieve from our revolving door of guests. It's an OG episode of Tunes and Tumblers this week with no more and no less than your favorite trio on the mics and Professor Producer Drew Bear on the ones and zeros. And he also has a mic of his own. 
Yeah, they uh, they made the same mistake twice, giving me a microphone. Kicking it old school. Mm-hmm. We put the mic in front of him, hoping he would say something. Fools. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, how does it feel not to have to censor yourselves today? Were we censoring ourselves before? Uh, I feel like we at least put on the airs of having manners when we had actual artists sitting down with us. Yeah, that's true. It was and now kind of... by comparison to me, you guys are going to sound like really tame. So. <laughs> this is why we bring Drew on just to keep us looking good. <laughs> Perfect. Well, <laughs> see, we're dicks. <laughs> well, you guys, I think it's about time that we caught up. It's been a couple of weeks since we got to sit down and really gab, and I'm sure we've all been listening to a lot. So why don't you tell me, what have you been listening to? Who'd like to go first? I'll go real quick. Um, I I won't even need the full minute, really. Um, I was just making you guys listen to it a moment ago. I've been really into Momentary Bliss. And the gorillas, the gorillas are coming out with stuff. (laughs) Yeah, by Girl Talk. Anthony insists it's a Girl Talk song. It sounds so much like Girl Talk. It's it's fair. It's a fair point of view. But um, yeah, Momentary Bliss. I I love when the gorillas come out with new music. It's you know it's always going to be good and like really enjoyable. And I mean, you do have a point. It sounds like a lot of different songs thrown together. I mean, it's the gorillas. It's controlled chaos. It's fantastic. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's I I love it. I the gorillas can do no wrong by me. To be honest, not at all. And I don't, yeah, that's it. I think I didn't even get through like a full 30 seconds. Go listen to it. That's yeah, all pause, you need to know. Pause the podcast and put it on a loop and go jogging. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <It's>, yeah. <laughs> Anthony already has your activity. Yep. Music made for jogging. All right. Who'd like to go next? I'll go. I've been listening to a group called the Viagra Boys that are on the Coachella lineup. Hey. So um, uh, I'm not going to Coachella this year, but I have been doing a little bit of uh, recon and trying to see what's going on, who's on the lineup. But I was stoked to see them on there they're fantastic live act from the uk just very gritty kind of post-punk their lead singers out of this world um very aggressive very in your face defiant and uh sports i think was my first introduction to them and uh you gotta get the viagra boys <laughs> you gotta get you gotta get with them folks that's all I got. <laughs> but if you're listening to them for more than four hours, please go to a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> please call your doctor. <laughs> all right, Drew, do you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, I've been listening mostly to uh, they, a uh, band called Big Brave. Um, they're like a uh, kind of experimental metal drone kind of band. Um, pretty interesting uh, with a cool lead singer. Um, and I've also been listening to... Uh, this uh, rap group that unfortunately broke up a few years ago, but they're new to me. They're called Rat King. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, pretty yeah. dope. They've got a very uh, kind of Wu-Tang Clan sound. I like it a lot. Very nice. Now, while this was happening, I realized that I didn't even think about what I was listening to in the past couple of weeks, but I think I've come up with a few things. Um, of course, I've been listening a lot to the album that we are discussing today. Um, but beyond that... You've been doing that for the last year. <laughs> yes, yes. And you will know in a minute what is happening on this episode. But uh, one of my favorite bands from like three-ish years ago um, came out with new music finally. Uh, if anyone remembers the song Way Down We Go by Kaleo, this Icelandic group with a Hawaiian name playing American blues rock. I mean, you can't... There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on there. I they're like Greta Van Fleet if they were talented. Um, Ooh, ooh, shots fired. Sorry, Greta, (laughs) coming for you. Wow. Hey, all I'm saying is, dare you? (laughs) 
well, they're welcome to stop playing whatever county fair they're at and come find me on Twitter. Um, county fair. Oh, shit. <laughs> Anthony, Let's talk they've, about they've, it. They've Anthony, are you okay? <laughs> they, they've decided they like they sound like old like legacy acts like Zeppelin, so they were going to play venues that old legacy acts hired. But fairs. guys, we want to be taken seriously. We got to play like cruises and carnivals and county fairs. We're at the Tampa Bay Chili Cook Off this weekend. Yeah, yeah we're at the Cakewalk and. Honestly, uh, there has not been a better band birthed for the county fair circuit than Greta Van Fleet, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Kaleo, I really, really enjoy the um, uh, the earnestness in the way they play. Everything sounds very raw, very real. And J.J. Julia's son, their uh, lead singer, has this deep, gravelly, soulful voice that like, when he wails, you feel it in your bones. Um, he came out with two new songs. Uh, one of them is called I Want More and it's kind of a uh, an acoustic ballad that kind of sweeps and gets uh, like crescendos into like strings into this beautiful soundscape and it's got this like really serene whistling hook and then he's got this like really sexy raunchy uh, song called Break My Baby and that really tells you all you need to know about this song you know go into your room Take, you know, a person or two or three that you really like and turn the lights down really low. Maybe throw like a red sheet over the lamps and just have yourself a ball, man. It's called Break My Baby. Break My Baby. So you said that. Don't like I, that I immediately thought of like, you know, a terrible like nanny incident where <laughs> 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 like they end up having to sue because she shook the baby too hard. Well, baby has uh, more than one definition. No. I love it. <laughs> It, it reminds me of those Twitter, like those Twitter memes or that, that trend going around where people say when they're like attracted to someone, they say, you know, you know, X actor, I want you to run me over and hit me with your car. Like when you say, <laughs> and it's like, I want you to break, but push me down the stairs. You know what I'm talking break about, right? My, yeah. Break it's my like, it's, like it's, sort of, it's sort of like, what is it? Drake, like murder my. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I I've seen that ruin my credit. Right. And I hate to say it. <laughs> oh, I love that one. Yeah. Ruin my credit. <laughs> I got that one from uh, from Devin over at Fuckboy Book Club. Holla. What up? <laughs> so, Ryan, what were you about to say? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Well, I Moving think that's, on. that's our cue to go into the bar. Um, do we have anything new to show Gerald tonight? Um, just my tramp stamp. Oh, geez. Yeah. When did you get that? Yes, I got it right after the Grammys, right after Billie Eilish won, because I lost a bet. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm, no I'm he kidding. got the Nike swoosh on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> I got hers and um, Phineas's faces tattooed right on my lower back. Uh, what you should have done is got one face on one uh, ass cheek and then like the other face on your friend's ass cheek. So oh if you God. press them together, it's the dynamic duo. Okay, well, I mean, this wow. can all change. <laughs> this is, <laughs> it's still early in the year. Yeah, well, let's let's go in and have a couple of drinks. Um, <laughs> Ryan, why don't you tell us what we're listening to today? Okay, we were listening to the Billie Eilish album. Uh, <laughs> Billie Eilish album, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Which um, she really cleaned up at the Grammys this year. And this album won Album of the Year. She won Best New Artist. So this is the one we're listening to, folks. And I think it's about damn time. I mean, for yeah, all those day ones, for, this for so long, for all those day ones out there who uh, know that I plug her every single chance I get, 
this has been a long time coming and we're finally here looking out at this world that is now billy's at least according to the recording ca- academy <laughs> yeah this is actually also our series finale so <laughs> <laughs> second episode into season two and, and we're done done we've peaked <laughs> <laughs> but we need something to drink with this pedro hook us up man okay so i'm actually kind of glad i didn't listen to the album until we we decided we we're gonna do it um because i mean you hear bad guy on the radio all the time you hear so much about billy eilish but i finally came to it like sort of i i didn't know much about her i just knew that she won a bunch of awards like earlier in the week um and so I, I came to it very fresh. I didn't know a whole lot about it, which I'm I'm glad I didn't because it was, it was a very, it's not at all what I, ex- what I expected. Um, like you know, you hear songs about bad guy. I'm like, oh, I, I I can pretty much figure what the rest of this album is going to sound like, but I was pretty wrong, to be honest. Um, it was a way more emotional album than I thought it was going to be. It was very like, this album's fucking heavy like really really heavy and like it was honestly for me like there were times it was like hard to get through listening to it because i was like i i have stuff to do today this is gonna have me like in bed in the fetal position like crying all day Mm -hmm. um but it's so it's it's really good um and so i started thinking about the uh the kind of drink i wanted to make and there's a lot of factors to include one being that Billie eilish is underage she can't actually drink (laughs) <laughs> right she's 18 <laughs> right um and in you know america no one drinks before they're 21 but <laughs> no one if they were going to drink <laughs> in their teens i started thinking sort of about that and the fact that i remember when i was a teenager and seeing people drink a lot of people would go for the most colorful the sweetest you know the yeah the the, the you know the drinks that are sort of more palatable to a younger person hypnotic and exactly. we're going to take just a moment to say that Tunes and Tumblers and Atwood Magazine does not endorse underage drinking. We do not at all. No way. Mm-hmm. But we do acknowledge that it happens. <laughs> <laughs> this is observational art. Yes. Um, so so I, I, I try to take that into account as far as like what I was going to use. And then, I mean, she won like all these Grammys and the fact that, you know, we're doing this because she won, um, you know, uh, record of the year and album of the year. I wanted to take into account her look for the Grammys. Uh, which was she had her, I mean, she was all green and black and like her hair was dyed green. So I kind of wanted to take that into account as well. So um, looking at the drink, it is a layered drink, a very vibrant green on top with a dark, dark layer on the bottom sort of to mimic her hair. Uh. And also what I did was um, I went with apple pucker for the green, uh, for the green color. It's a very sweet, you know, tart. It's like candy, really. And I added, I add, did add some blood orange vodka to sort of, because um, in her bad guy video, she's like got blood all over her face. Ooh. So I figured that would be a good little tie in. So I added that to it just to sort of give it, you know, some actual alcohol um, as opposed to just sugar and apple flavoring. Um, but there's so much in this album about like depression and sadness. And um, and so that kind of served to for me to find something to like round out the sweet tones of the drink. And so... There's some um, basically saltwater saline in the drink oh. to sort of help even all that out, um, but also just symbolize you know it's it's fucking sad like it is a there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, a lot of tears to be had with this album, um, and then the 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 dark layer at the bottom is really is just chocolate it's just straight up chocolate and it's uh, it's chilled to sort of solidify, um, and I just wanted that sort of heavy note right at the bottom of it like it's dark it's 
Like it's a it's it's a total like rock bottom kind of thing. It's almost solid really after you freeze it for a while. Um so yeah, there was just a lot to it that I wanted to to bring into this drink. And there there's the whole song about um there's a whole song about uh suicide on her album, uh Listen Before I Go. Mm-hmm. I think. And that, that one like that was a tough song to like listen to and like read the lyrics for. Um so but it just sounded like a like you know, a lot of this album has like that feeling of just being at the very lowest point you could ever be at. So I kind of wanted sort of a rock bottom to this drink. Um, and then to garnish it, I found, <laughs> I got some candy that kind of looks like a pill, like a Zanny <laughs> and just floated <laughs> it on top. Um, yes. Even though the queen herself says, I don't need no Zanny now or ever. Yeah. I mean, it's really just Pez. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, so it's what garnished. Fuck, with... Pedro. I am so sorry. <laughs> I asked you for two of these. I know. I'm so <laughs> I sorry. Them. I mean, you should have known when I took them out of that Pikachu head Pez dispenser that they weren't actual <laughs> Zannies. They're Zannies in Pez dispensers these days, Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this is the drink. It's What's it's it? layers. It's separation. It's sweet. It's tart. It's kind of it's got flavors that a kid would enjoy, but it's also very hard to get through. Um, wow. and, challenge accepted yeah, beautiful um, and i'm i'm just straight at like i mean it's it's basically modeled after her hair i'm calling it a billy i'm just straight up calling it a billy yeah wow. that's when we cue bury a friend billy <laughs> <laughs> so this is your drink guys let's get into it, Love it. Cheers. Cheers. cheers so happy billy day everyone <laughs> she she it did a billy it holiday? She is, it is a Get the fuck out of here. Wow. And now it's on the playlist. Um, what, what is her whole catalog? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. You want to know something funny? If I could just take a second. Uh, when we created the playlist for um, uh, Hollander's episode um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Mitch accidentally put every <laughs> single remix of Blue by <laughs> Eiffel 65. <That's> right. <laughs> and then I get a text about it like the second day. He's like, oh crap, everything's in there. I'm like, no, leave it. The fans will love it. <laughs> but anyway, so this is kind of a big occasion. She is uh, the what? She's the first artist to win all four of the big awards in one night. Is she the first? Well, really? since 1980 uh, awards in oh, which okay. Christopher Cross did that. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Cross F- Griffin. F- F- <laughs> FYI, everybody. Christopher Cross swept in 1980. That was the last time it happened. Damn. Yeah. But that's kind Ride of a big thing. It's She's the youngest artist to do it. Yes. That's uh, album of the year, song of the year, record of the year, and best new artist. Um, but I think before we get into that, we need to talk a little bit about the Grammys. Who here actually watched the Grammys? <laughs> I watched them late, but I watched them. I watched them live. I watched the highlights while I was putting everything together. I um I was probably at work or something. Mm. Uh but I watched the highlights and uh posted stories when everyone was winning. Um congratulations on picking a bunch of the winners in our previous episodes. Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X won. So there's a lot of confusion about the Grammys. There's a lot of opinion about the Grammys. Um, I think, first of all, we've got to like talk just a little bit about the awards. And there are so many of them. You know, best Latin fusion, best or spoken <laughs> word record. Like, I mean, there was a whole joke best in the Simpsons. ASMR. Yes, <laughs> But I think, like, for this purpose, we're going to talk about, like, the four big ones. So, album of the year, 
pretty self-explanatory. It's the entire work. It's considered like the best picture award. Like if we're doing an, an Oscars analog. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the good, one. I actually wanted to know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched the Grammys. I still have never watched them. I didn't watch them this episode, guys. This is I'm why sorry. we have Drew on. He's, yep. he's sort so of I, our control I'm group. I'm really curious like, what these awards all fucking mean. So I'm going to explain to Drew as Please if do. I would a child. Yeah, explain like I'm five. <laughs> my my little uh, six-pound, five-ounce baby Yoda Drew. I'm baby. <laughs> baby Yoda Drew. Drew just thought the Grammys hashtag was about people getting stoked on graham crackers. Yes. Right? Like, like, oh, Grammys. Oh, I love Grammys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone calls their grandma, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, old, the old Grammy award, it's a... Uh, it's a little statue of uh of of um it's a bronzed apple pie. It's a bronzed apple pie. <laughs> uh but yeah, so we got album of the year and then we have the two that get confused the most, which is record of the year and song of the year. They both refer to mm-hmm. a song. Right. Record is the recording. How does the recording sound? How did it come together? Which is the best recording of a song of the year? I see. And then song of the year is what is the best written song of the year? I look at it as the difference between uh, the best director Oscar and the best screenplay Oscar. So they're both referring to like how the story is told just in a different way. Like how does it brought together versus how is it written yeah um that is fascinating yeah, Anthony. thank you it's yeah, how did you not watch the grammys <laughs> i still don't want to watch the grammys though no thanks and this last one kind of baffles me because it it's not really true to its name it's best new artist and really these are artists who have been around for a while a lot of them is it just like the first right. time that i think it has to do with them being nominated for the first time or winning because like when when lady gaga like blew up in like 2009 or 10 um, people were really mad that she wasn't nominated for new artist, but she had been nominated for a Grammy before for writing. Okay, so she couldn't get new artist because she was sort of she had been on the ticket before, and that's something I didn't know. Yeah, uh, thank people you. People were like really upset. I was upset. <laughs> All right, so this is the first time in a while that one artist has cleaned up, um, and uh, I, I just want to kind of open this up to like the most obvious question was it deserved and no wrong answers guys what do you think mm. after finally listen well to, to for as for like album of the year for all four oh, for was all four. her was her cleanup deserved i mean these award shows are always kind of weird in that it, it like i mean it kind of feels like a, a popularity contest within the industry right where like if you're watching and you're not really involved you don't really know what the fuck's happening but um, I will say, like, after listening to the album, the, the, with, like, the production and, you know, the songwriting and everything, and I think they even said during the Grammys, you know, when they, I think it was when they won their first award, they were like, we didn't make this to win an award, we just wanted to make an album, and we made it, you know, ourselves, you know, in their room or whatever. There, There is a lot of it where you can sort of hear just sort of the genuine fun that they're having in it um yeah there's that first song like tick 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 uh the exclamation points where she's just like i'm gonna take out my invisalign and this is the album right well no i don't mean yeah i mean there's that but i don't even mean just that like it's they're just kind of having like you can just hear it it's it's 
it's a fairly genuine like representation of what they wanted to do. Like it's 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 coming from a place where they're just enjoying what they're doing. Um they're obviously very loose together. They work really well together. Billy's sort of I, I love how in like the lyrics there's a lot of callbacks to songs that come before mm-hmm. um whatever song you're listening to. And even at the very end, she sort of like wraps up the whole album like with her lyrics. She sort of like ticks every title and every theme that she goes through. Um if it's deserved, I don't really know. Like I'm not the record academy, but I feel like it was definitely an honest piece of work. And that's it, it's kinda nice to know that something like that can be recognized, I think. Yeah. I think from what you just said, album of the year maybe uh deserve it's deserving of album of the year and yeah. in terms of like a cohesive vision and work and that that I truly think that means I think it deserved it in that regard. Yeah. But then again, who I mean, everyone thought their favorite artist deserved it. I mean, who really knows? I mean, right. It's such a hard question to answer. But in terms of like, did I think it was undeserved? No, that was like as a as a vision as a whole, fantastic album. Yeah. Um, but I mean, were there other great nominees? Of course. And yes. there were. Um But here well, yeah. my last point though is that so many pop albums nowadays are just sort of like compilations of singles that have been on the radio and that one didn't really feel like it it yeah. really did feel like a really nice cohesive whole so in that regard i think it deserved it it deserved praise and definitely deserved you know that in terms of presenting a clear vision yeah um you know uh, having only listened to a little bit of it you guys i i, I did almost <laughs> no prep work for this audience and that's a, a dark secret about that's why me. we have him on <laughs> Yeah, he's the he's the dude who was drinking the night before the final. It's true. <laughs> um, and uh, you know the thing that about this album to me that I I well, I feel it's kind of interesting is like, you know, you guys are right. There's there's a lot of darkness to this album. There's a lot of heaviness, but it's also kind of fun. There, yeah. it, it, it's fun. The the lyrics are fun. Like it's it's got fun beats. It's it's there's like a there, there's a kind of like contradiction between the there's a heaviness, but also like, like a lightness and an almost sense of humor to it too, which I think is why this, sorry, which I think is why this drink actually pairs really well with it. Peter, Pedro, this drink is hitting me. Those, 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 those zannies, dude. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, it's sweet, and it, but, but it is also like a heavy drink. Yeah. You know, I'm almost to the chocolate. It's coming up. The heaviness is about to hit rock You're bottom. You're about to hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I, I wonder, I also like, it, it. there's just not a clear, I feel like, there's not an agreement on what, so if you look at a different core or category like best song or best record, it's like, you, you laid it out really well, Anthony, but to people voting and to people watching, there's like a disconnect. So it's like, there's no standard of judging it, it seems right. like. So it's like, what do we think makes best song? Does it mean to some people what made the most money or what's the song my annoying daughter liked a lot? Right. And that's probably how some people vote. What's the one I know? Some people really do take it seriously and really go through each thing and actually listen. I mean, there's a million, like we said, categories. I mean, there's just, there's jazz, there's reggae, there's all these things people do homework. But some people probably just go, yeah, that song was cool. I didn't really hear anything else like it. Yeah. Which is true. It compared to anything else. It's a really unique recording. And I think that's an achievement that it got where it was based on what it sounds like. Not that, you know, dark lyrics with, you know, 
danceable beats hasn't been done before. Right. But like in terms of pop and compared to everything else, it was a really, you know, in some ways a um, pretty different thing. Yeah. I think something that like you're saying, it was doing interesting things, uh, heavy, heavy themes with, you know, a dance beat, not new necessarily, but there was a way I think this album almost reveled in the darkness and self-loathing that like really connected with like the people of this sort of time, right? These like yeah. social media, uh, these kids, these kids, how do you reach these kids? You do it by <laughs> making Billie Eilish music. Um, yeah, yeah, no, like, I mean, like even, even Drew was saying like, it's also fun. It is. It's very fun. <laughs> it's a contradiction. It's a dialectic. Yeah. Um, and, and I think like it's, it's all been said best. Like I, this was my favorite album of the year. And I think that, Overall, you know, people are very quick to say, like, you know, the Grammys are so reductive for as many um, categories as there are. um, The scope of music that comes out every year gets bigger and bigger. And now that it's so easy to record your own songs in your room and upload it to SoundCloud or wherever, even Spotify, Apple Music and monetize it on your own. um, I mean, we've had artists on the pod who have done that same thing and they're getting recognition and they're creating careers out of it but it's just impossible to really boil down that into uh, a single night of awards. And even though the uh, album of the year had more nominees this year than it's ever had, it still feels like there's stuff left out. But I think overall to me, uh, when we fall asleep, where do we go? Kind of symbolizes where we are in music better than anything else that had like a huge spotlight on it this year and i want to talk about that a little bit like we're in the streaming age now like a lot of how music is found and shared is through the internet and through uh sharing with friends and like billy and phineas made this album in their room they uh I mean, like, if we want to go back to the beginning, like, they uploaded Ocean Eyes and it blew up overnight on SoundCloud. Um, But then beyond that, like, Interscope, when they got signed, were very hands-off. They were just like, you guys go, you do whatever you want, and we'll just use everything in our power to promote it. And, like, we got something that I think uh, is very interesting because in the streaming age, we have songs that are very short and very... um, they they promote uh, replay. That's how you get your money. <laughs> and I think Billy does a little bit of that, but it's also a cohesive statement. It bridges this gap that we get between what came before and where we are now. If we look at this album as an example, where do you guys think music is going from here? Like, what can we expect from artists in the future? Is it going to be more like this? Do you think that we're going to come back to like the album as a cohesive statement? I watched something where uh, it was maybe like one of these, I feel like everyone now is trying to do like the, the genius video thing. Like where rap genius does his videos like behind the song. Everyone oh. wants to do New York times says it. Everyone wants to do a behind the song. Right. And it was like an interview <laughs> with uh, everyone wants to get behind that song. you know. <laughs> and they had Phineas on and he was like, yeah, after I put that, um, I don't know why I gave him that kind of <laughs> I don't even remember how that guy sounds. He's pretty well-spoken. He, had, he he basically said, when we were able to put like a drill sound effect and an easy bake oven sound effect and this other weird-ass sample, he's like, I think we realized we can kind of just do whatever we want now. And um, he's probably right. I mean, and I think that speaks to where 
you can go now. Like if you can have Old Town Road, if you can have an album like that, about a, like a 17 year old singing about Xanax um, and seducing dads and all these weird samples and ideas. Because weird samples and ideas have been going on for a long time, but to have it break through in that way. Um, yeah, I think we're going to be, it's, it's a greater sign that we're going to hopefully move to a more free and interesting um, era in terms of the boundaries of creative expression in, in pop. Yeah. In pop. Let's yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah definitely. To say no, in, in the pop, scope of pop. And not in general. Well, yeah. Because to not say in pop means to not acknowledge decades of innovation. And right. Shit. Yeah. I would definitely hope that, like, as far as pop music goes, that people start thinking about not making albums for the Grammy. You know what I mean? Like, for the record right. of the year and song of the year and all that. Yeah. Just make something. Like something that you actually enjoy, like that—that's that, the thing that struck me about this album. Like it sounds very, and you can hear it. Like even in like the little, you know, sound bites they have in there, they were having fun making this. Yeah, and like it's—it's um, it's just, and look where they got with it. Like they're—they're they're fucking you, huge. You know, what I was thinking about it. It almost plays like a mixtape too, because there's yeah. like live sound effects in it too. There's like the clapping in the. Yeah. I, I wish you were gay and yeah. uh, oh and I loved that like the audience like, oh, the oh, audience bites like the kids track in it and stuff yeah but, I, like I wrote so much it, so many notes about that it plays like a dat piff like mixtape kind of thing that you'd upload to that and, and that's a big way people consume music is through like a you know yeah unofficial mixtapes like Do Chance the Rapper that, and, um, if that sort of making of content gets more popular that that's going to influence like how people listen to music and what they value in it. Because uh, I think that in the world of movies and television, like the the proliferation of of sites like TV tropes has affected how people interpret movies and what people like to see in movies. And so, do you think something similar is going to happen in uh, music? TV tropes. I think that I think genius, like rap genius, what was known as rap genius and what is now genius, kind of is a is the um, is similar in that regard. Uh-huh. And that people artists do live commentaries on that site and they do like annotations and stuff yeah. and. Let's say who sampled is another site that identifies I the samples. Love who sampled? Great. Is there going to be site. a cinema sins for music? What remind <laughs> me what cinema sins is? The guy that like does a ding every time that there's something in a movie. And it's not even a bad thing anymore. Now he's just like, oh, it's the thing where the person walks through a door. Ding. <laughs> there's probably so many guys who do that in music on youtube i mean you've you've shared a couple of those on the pod before but yeah, yeah i know i think it does i mean when people become aware of that yeah i think that if it hasn't already um will definitely influence that and mm-hmm. um hopefully hopefully we hear hopefully there's no you know genres anymore i think we're, we're definitely there videos. i mean where nothing makes sense billy, mm-hmm. uh, you know. last year billy was played on almost every format of radio yeah she like bury a friend was number one on alternative uh bad guy was number one on alternative but also number one on pop and uh adult top 40 um she was on you know triple a radio i think she even got like urban play like that was wow she's everywhere like it's like what depeche mode did in the 80s (laughs) and you know it she didn't invent the wheel here like no. i think that she's very much piggybacking on a, on what uh other artists have done before including fk twigs this is very interesting because uh when she was coming up in around 2012 um and she was releasing her first singles no one knew what she looked like and everyone on the blogs were like this sounds amazing this sounds like nothing uh that like i've ever heard before and as soon as it came out that she was mixed race and she says this in an interview 
they labeled her alt R and B. Like all of a sudden, uh, urban. Be- yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, that's that's interesting. You say that because Tyler, the creator, um, won for best rap album. Well, and he deserved. did a performance. First of all, so Igor good. is a great album. Go oh listen to it. So yeah. great. And uh, and you can have your thoughts about his early career or what you think of him as a person or whatever. But he um he did a little interview uh, off after the Grammys. Like it was like a post Grammys interview, and he was saying, you know, look, I'm so grateful for this award, but this um the urban category is sort of weird for me because I feel like it's just sort of what you lump. He's like, it's the, it's the version of the N word for the Grammys. Yes. You just sort of absolutely. lump. He's like, I'm doing something interesting and outside of the norm. And you're just going to lump me in there. Cause you know, mm-hmm. it's urban. And I, and I thought I was like, wow, he, <laughs> I mean that it's true. And that's a pretty bold, but it was a pretty bold thing and to I, say. So there was some, yeah, I think it's really weird that no one in the rap category besides Lil Nas X got nominated for, best or for album of the year this year and igor could easily have contended with that yeah um i mean he's come so far Mm -hmm. uh like you know we alluded to a little bit to it like his history with like uh promoting violence and homophobia and now he's creating like this this beautiful work of of like um open homosexuality and like longing for a man and like how that plays into like his own personal anxiety and like his own self-worth and like that's what I love about music now. Everything is emo, but not emo where we're primping and preening. Emo where we're like, it's okay to talk about our feelings. Finally, this it's is not, who it's we not are. Emo as a genre, it's like emo as a, like a, a theme. Everything yeah. is emo. <laughs> hmm. And my chemical romance is back. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> you could have just left it, and everything is emo. You gotta, you gotta bring it. <laughs> Did you well, get tickets, Anthony? I'm not paying $150 for standing room. I th- wow. Oh, okay. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Look. I mean, I thought you were a fan. I am a fan, <laughs> but I'm a broke fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, hey, Mitch, if you're listening, uh, can you get me into My Chemical Romance? <laughs> I will write a piece about their music and where it fits into 2020. Yeah, if they need a bartender in the green room, let me know. Mm. Oh God! I've hit the chocolate. There it is. Oh, rock bottom. Chocolate. Uh, chocolate. So we're kind of <laughs> coming up on the chocolate. end. We're kind of coming up on the end here, but I there there's still so much I want to talk oh, about yeah. here, and I think like a big thing for me is just the album of the year category this year was so stacked, and I think no matter how you look at it, like someone's going to feel like someone missed out, and I think the big one, at least for me is Lizzo. Like if it wasn't going to be Billy, it had to be Lizzo. No one else had as big of a come up. No one else like bridged genres the way Billy did. Um like Lizzo did. I mean they both did. Um but that's a big one for me and she lost to Billy everywhere except for solo pop performance. Um what do you guys make of that? Uh, and how do you feel about that? Do you think that she lost out or like, do you think that this is like a bigger statement about where music is right now? I don't know about that. I don't know if it's a statement about where music's at that. That's tough because that's where, that's where you sort of get into the, the area of like, someone's going to lose, someone's going to win. And like, there's there's times where it's like maybe like some people just liked her more. Maybe more people met Billy that were voting 
You know what I mean? Like, what what are you gonna do? Maybe they just campaigned better than Lizzo <laughs> did. Like, why doesn't Billy simply pick Lizzo as her VP? <laughs> <laughs> Unity ticket. I mean, it, it That's gets, an interesting future for the, it gets, for the awards. It gets into a whole area where it's like nobody watching the Grammys could ever know like why it happened at all. Um, Lizzo made amazing, like made some amazing music, just as deserving of any award that they were both nominated for. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to ask me, I think that the wrong song was nominated for everything. Take mm. off Truth Hurts, put on Juice. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, but Juice was like when, like her first single. Like that was like an older one, right? So they usually yeah. go with the more recent. But also like, Truth Hurts was an old song that yeah. wound up on. Like yeah. these are all old songs. I was yeah. listening to Lizzo like three years ago. Yeah. And like um, Good As Hell was on my playlist from, I want to say, early 2018. Mm. Same like with uh, Truth Hurts was a while ago, too. And. I don't know. It feels like people are just starting to like, uh, like have this light bulb moment about her. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's loads of politics that go into it too, that like, we'll never know. <laughs> but, uh, besides her, like what else are we looking at? Bon Iver was in best album. Mm-hmm. Lil Nas X, her, we had our boys vampire weekend. I'm, I'm, for, I'm like, hey, and, and so what's interesting though, is the way the Grammys are covered is that you always, you only hear about, what was broadcast or what was on the, the TV broadcast, but there's all these, the ceremony is like so long. Yeah. There's so many other words. So vampire weekend didn't get best album or best, you know, it didn't win in one category, but it did win in another category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's funny how these things, are, if you, if you don't look at all the stories, you don't hear, right. You don't see the full picture. Well, like I, um, I, I marked down how many awards are actually shown and there were only like nine. And that's you know, it. there's so many categories. There's probably more than nine, right? No, but like shown, oh, like on televised. The bro- on the broadcast? Yeah. There's only that's nine. That's true. It, it was a lot of they, performance this year, wasn't it? Yeah. It was very full of performances, and they were fine, but like you only see nine awards. Right. And like most of them are at the very end. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Anderson Pock won a couple. Best yeah. R&B album and yeah. best uh, R&B performance, I think. Oh, yeah. And then we also, Gary Clark Jr., who I've been wanting to talk about on the show for a while, cleaned up in the rock category. And to be honest, This Land was such a good album, and no one talked about it this year. He had a great performance, too. Mm -hmm. He had a really great performance with The Roots. Yes. Well, hopefully that'll bring more people around. I've seen him a couple times. Coachella 2012 and Bottle Rock last year. He still got it. Maybe he'll be at at the Vegas Festival. Yes, Life is Beautiful. Um, I mean, there is so much to talk about here, guys, but we got to wrap things up. It's getting a little late. It's Friday night. We got places to be, people to do. Zannies to take. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry I didn't have the real thing for you, Drew. God, fuck it. And we're coming up on our favorite game, but because it's the OG boys right now, I kind of want to introduce another segment. Can I, can I do that right now? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. Um, so we're going to take a small break right now. And first of all, uh, if you're still listening, congratulations. Thank you for sticking with us to this point. Uh, please follow Tunes and Tumblers on all of our socials. Like and subscribe. Leave us a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. Uh, but that said, let's so talk about this. What are our socials, though, Anthony? Oh, yes. What are our socials? We've got uh, at Tunes and Tumblers on Instagram, yes. at Tunes and Tumblers, or no, at Tunes Tumblers mm-hmm. on Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook somewhere. Just search our name. 
Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers on Facebook. And we also have an email account. We have uh, Tunes and Tumblers uh, pod, pod at gmail.com. Gmail. You can email the show. We might read your email if you send us one. Yes. Mm-hmm. We will mark as red. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and in fact, we, we, have one, we have one that came in last week um, from a Nigerian prince. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, we're going to be so rich. Yes. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, after we get the money from Okoro, we should have him on the pod. Yeah, we yeah. really should. Yeah. After we get this, you know. We just got to wire him, what, what is it, $10,000 uh, wire transfer fee. So yeah, that we my can mom's going to be really mad when I have to sell her car. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this new segment that I want to bring up right now is called Whatever Happened To. And... <laughs> <laughs> As much as the three of us love to gab with one another, it's given me remarkably little room for my favorite activity, which is ranting. And we're going to fix that with whatever happened to a little window where I will give an unhinged defense of a musical artist who's all but disappeared from the pop consciousness. I'll explain why they are missed and why a comeback is far overdue. And Pedro and Ryan and Drew will weigh in on whether or not I'm right or full of shit. Are you guys ready for this week's manifesto? Manifesto. Weekly manifestos. <laughs> yeah. Go off, King. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this week's diatribe is about Lord. Uh, <laughs> so I was not expecting that, I gotta say. I should I'm mad that I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've spent a lot of time fawning over an eighteen year old. Granted, an eighteen year old who's already accomplished more than we ever will in our lifetime. Fair. But we're forgetting an arguably more remarkable breakthrough. Ella Yellick O'Connor was 16 in the summer of 2013 when her sleeper hit Royals wiped the face of the pop world overnight. I'll say that again. 16. Yes, Billy's wins were remarkable, but I'd argue that she wouldn't exist without another soft-spoken songstress who drove a fucking tank through the status quo. Take a little trip in the old time machine with me to 2012. Remember what pop music used to sound like? Bright synths, bombastic pop choruses, danceable songs made for listening to in stadiums. Those still exist, but they're not the norm. Songs are slower, often written in minor key, and are intimate, like they're meant to be listened to on headphones. Royals and Lord's album, Pure Heroin, changed all those rules. They were a smells like teen spirit for millennials. She could have just easily sat on a diamond record and a couple of Grammys that she won when she was 17, mind you, one of them for Song of the Year, but she came back with what is arguably her masterpiece and melodrama. I'll say to this day that it's the best album of 2017 behind Kesha's Rainbow, but that's beside the point. He's been saying it ever since, trust me. I have. (laughs) I know that at least one person in here will not agree with me, (laughs) but melodrama is an intimate, fully realized battle of self-worth and anxiety that is one of the most honest pieces of music to come out of the 2010s. But where is she now? Three years later, Billie Eilish is eating Lord's mumble pop scene for breakfast. Not that I'm complaining. I loved that whole thing you just did. <laughs> and, and really, I've been standing, when we all fall asleep, where do we go, since day one. But we have at least two years before Billy either beats or slips into the sophomore slump. In the meantime, Lord can more than fill that gap. She's recently postponed the release of her third album due to the death of her dog, Pearl. Rest in peace. And honestly, the woman needs time to grieve. But I have my fingers crossed that she'll bounce back with one of the saddest and most vulnerable offerings to date. So, Ella, if you're listening, can I call you Ella? When you get back on your feet, <laughs> please bless us and Tunes and Tumblers fans everywhere with what is sure to be another masterpiece from the original queen of Whisper Pop. 
It's really funny you bring her up <laughs> wow. because when I was listening, I was listening to to Billy Eilish earlier today, and a thought popped into my head. I was like, "This is the music Lord should be making." <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I don't know. Maybe she was working on it, and then Billy Eilish like dropped, and then she like crawled back into her home and just was like, "I'm gonna wait." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, a lot has been said whether or not like there's a secret relationship going on between her and Jack Antonoff. That's kind of like throwing a wrench into the gears of everything right now. Mm. Let me say this. One artist worked with Jack Antonoff. One didn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. It didn't imply anything. Uh, Is that a thing? Is there a secret? I I thought Uh, she had like a long-term relationship that was unaffected by the, uh... the scuttlebutt on the internet is that (laughs) the scuttlebutt. Is that uh, Jack writing and recording um, melodrama with Lord is what led to Lena and him breaking it off? Mm. There, some some girl made a PowerPoint about why this is happening. It why? couldn't possibly be that Lena Dunham's insufferable. <laughs> we don't know. Someone made a PowerPoint. <laughs> I tried to read it, but like, there's one slide that is the Charlie meme with all of the, the, the strings going everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, I just don't have time to read all this. <laughs> wow. Son. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be great to, yeah, it'd be great to see her again. You know, I'd be interested to hear what she comes up with. Absolutely. I mean, she had, I mean, what I mean, happened to her? Whatever happened to Lord? She can, I mean, She's probably, you know, well, who knows? She could be recording a masterpiece yeah. right now, for all we know. She could be taking a break and getting away from... She was never really comfortable with mm-hmm. the spotlight and pop stardom. So it's like... And she's been groomed like, by Universal Music Group since she was 12. 12? That's, that's not a problem. 12 is when, like, they signed a development deal with her after watching a school performance. What? Like a talent really? show performance. Really, really. God, they're doing it that young now, huh? That's that creeps me out. Um, hey, what, how you doing? This is a great yeah. performance of Oliver. I love your daughter. Is this your daughter? Yeah. Is this your daughter? This is your daughter? Hey, sweetheart. <laughs> God, what the hell? I didn't know that. That's like kind of they, so maybe that's why God. she's not doing anything right now. She's like, I need to like <laughs> yeah. not be around this, dude. I don't. Wow, that's wild. I, I, it's so funny how stuff is presented. You just can't trust it when they're like, she blew up overnight. It's like, no, she didn't. She's 16. Can you believe she's this good? <laughs> That's never true. Like, yeah. you just have to question all of that. That's the lesson here, folks. It's all... Well, I don't know what the lesson is, actually. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, what happened well, to her? It'd be great you. to see her. When did Melodrama her- come out? 2017. Was that Greenlight? Okay. Greenlight was on yeah, that? Yeah, give me the green light. It's, but also... Uh, it's time. It's time for her to come back. Ella, please come back. We miss you. Yeah. Come be our lord again. Yes. But we're not going to end this show feeling sad about missing out on Lord because it's time for Hashtag Mood. Oh, yeah. Where's yes. Mrs. Potts at? Hashtag Mood is our favorite game and our favorite way to end the pod. We have before us the the fifth beetle, so to speak. It is <laughs> it is Mrs. Potts. She's, she's the Yoko. She's, <laughs> Does anyone know Mrs. Potts' first name from the movie? <laughs> She has her first name given. Bettina. <laughs> Bettina? Mrs. Bettina Potts. Bettina Potts. Well, if At that's least not that's her name. Look, she's a Bettina. Yes, she's definitely a Bettina. <laughs> you will see her on our social media from time to time. But inside her head are several pre-written moods that each of us will draw and will try to put a playlist of four songs to match that mood. 
Now, without further ado, who would like to go first? I think I went first last time. Is it my turn? Sure. I'll do it. Let's see what I got from Mrs. Potts today. <clears throat> Jeopardy. Host Alex Trebek calls you out of the blue and asks him to grant him, quote, one last wish. <laughs> um, God, I wonder who wrote that. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we're, we're all uh, hoping that Alec pulls through um, with his prostate cancer. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm going to treat this as if um, this is a make-a-wish thing that I'm granting him. <clears throat> And first of all, we're going to bust out the Aladdin soundtrack with A Whole New World. Oh, my good God. Because I can show him the world if he'll just let me. <laughs> and, and next, uh, we're really going to get down to business. It's Time to Party by Andrew W.K. Oh. <laughs> God, you're gonna give him a fucking heart attack with that one. <laughs> he, 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 like, I just imagine him being so un- like so offended. <laughs> yeah. I just like the idea of the you? playlist jumping straight from a whole new world to it's time to party <laughs> just immediately. Um, yeah. But really, after we get the uh, the 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 emotions up a little bit, I, I kind of want to like check in with him and make sure. That- <laughs> Check his blood pressure. Yeah. God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what could you really use on your last day? And I'm going to bust out one from uh, the poets that defined a lot of the early aughts. Uh, Nickelback with if, <laughs> if today was your last day. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> and tomorrow was too late. <laughs> Would you say goodbye to yesterday? Jesus Christ. Huh. You know what's, what's more sad is that's the second that, time we've used Nickelback on one of our mood playlists. Yes, and I immediately regretted this, and I They're pictured right. him shouting this out after we have to listen to this. Uh, we're going into Somebody Kill Me by Adam Sandler from, oh. from the Wedding Singer soundtrack. That's a good fucking song. I'm on my knees. Pretty, pretty, please. <laughs> kill me. Oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> so you guys were driving to Oregon like, <laughs> while this is happening. So you yes. Could, so you could assist him. Oh. <laughs> Anthony said I could show you the world, and he just met the San Gabriel Valley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's wrong with the San Gabe's Valley? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Listen, it's fantastic. <laughs> Very scenic. That's my mood. <laughs> wow. Bravo. Jeez. Bravo to all involved. To John, no please come back. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely a John mood. Um, who's up next? Are we going uh, with I'll Ryan? Go or, no, oh, that's okay, Drew, 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 Drew. Wow. Um, I just want to get this out of the out of the way, guys. So I want to preface this by saying, um, I made the first half of my mood by having only read the first half of this mood. <laughs> uh, this mood comes to us from a listener, Evan, on um Instagram. Evan, <laughs> Evan from you. Instagram. Um, his uh, uh, Instagram handle is uh at. I believe E A A C K A. How would you pronounce that? Eek. Eek. Whatever. Um, Evan says you're the DJ at a wedding where grandma dies of a heart attack during the speeches and is resuscitated by EMTs. <laughs> um, that was inspired by too Hollander. Too I'm pretty familiar. Sure. It says, yeah, it does. It says inspired by Hollander under in, in parentheses underneath here. Um, how did you know, Pete? Wild guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me, me and Bettina Potts are pretty close. <laughs> so, uh, ooh, 
<laughs> so uh uh having not read the whole mood I, I read the first half and just started making a mood um but the first song i put on here was uh see you again by Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> 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 it's been a long day with charlie puth oh, yeah, 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 featuring yeah. charlie puth that one, I think Chinese, that one, that one, a Grammy. I think. Did it really? Famously yeah. in uh, the uh, uh, the the last uh, Fast and Furious movie mm. with um, Paul uh, Walker. Sure. Yeah. The best Fast movie. Yeah. At me. <laughs> I want stiff, you to at stiff me. Composition, <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right. And then, um, you know, uh, you got to look on the positive side. I think of this sort of thing. Um, Grandma Lived a Lot of Years by Aesop Rack. <laughs> she had a long life, okay? She had a very long and happy life. That's so lot, specific. A lot of years. <laughs> so specific. Um, and since it's Aesop Rock, you know that just like the words will be so confusing and weird that people won't remember to be sad. True. Um, then, uh, you know, um, since Grandma, you know, just had a heart attack... Um, I mean, I don't want to be callous, but she's probably not going to be dancing at the wedding, and I, maybe no one will be dancing. Uh, Bust but- No Moves by Run the Jewels is the next song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. <laughs> but then, um, I read the rest of the mood, the part where it says, "and is resuscitated by EMTs," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, she's okay." <laughs> So I play It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. Yes! <laughs> wow. Uh, well done, Drew. That was good. Damn. We need you on the pod more often. Yeah. No more no more checking Reddit while we're, while we're recording. That's an important part of me recording the show. <laughs> You're going to be involved now. Yeah. Get off Worldstar and pay attention. <laughs> Worldstar. Uh, hey, uh, we're going this way. I okay. can go ahead and go. Yeah. All right. Um, so the mood I got is I'm actually not sure who wrote it. Pumping yourself up for a Tinder date, and the person you match with is way hotter than you. So just every time I match with somebody on Tinder. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the feeling. So I mean I'm I'm getting pumped up, I'm getting ready. I'm feeling good as hell by Lizzo. Oh, I'm up there, man. Right. That's on the playlist twice. Hell yeah. Now. Punching feeling, above your weight class. I'm feeling real good. Um, and then, yeah, I start thinking about this match and whether they're a man or a woman. She's so high above me. Oh, no. <laughs> By Tal Bachman. My <laughs> God, that song. That song will not go away. Yeah, well, it's back. She's so high. By Tal Bachman. I start thinking about how great this person is. And then I realize I suck. By Mark Ronson featuring Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> oh, wow, Rivers. I didn't know that collaboration. Uh, it's from um, Here Comes the Fuzz. Like that great album. Check it out. Uh, that sounds like it belongs on Pinkerton. <laughs> Pinkerton <laughs> heads. <laughs> this one's Bless for you. Up. Yeah. Bless, Bless up. <laughs> you are 18 year old girl across the sea. <laughs> anyway, I so yeah, I suck. Um, and then it's just all downhill from there. But I figure I'll go on the date. Fuck it. I'm just a sucker with no self-esteem by the offspring. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Dexter Holland. Wow. After nice having one. his second plane repossessed, so punk rock, <laughs> is promised new offspring music in 2020. Begrudgingly promised new offspring music. 
Professor, the books aren't looking good, are they? Professor Holland, the proprietor of Gringo Bandito Hot Sauce. That's some good hot sauce, man. That is good actually. Yeah, you had me try. You had me try once. It was delicious. I'm having an offspring reckoning right now because I loved them in 2008. Like I loved them, and now I'm looking back. I'm just like, were they always just terrible? No, Smash is great. (laughs) Ignition's great. Ixnay on the Hombre, great. What do you think of Americana? Great. Uh, <laughs> All right. hey, you got to talk All about right. Lord and melodrama. He gets to talk about the offspring. Here's what really grinds my, my gears. My friend's yeah. got a girlfriend and he hates that bitch. <laughs> so this mood is simply, your name is Keith. <laughs> <laughs> that is a whole ass mood. Fuck. Dude, hit me. <laughs> Hit me hard. How is it spelled, that. though? What's that? How is Keith spelled? Keith. Keith. K-E-I-T-H. Oh. As in, not Ur- Keith. As in urban. Not like no, Chief Keith. No, not F- like Chief Keith. No. <laughs> you just so, wake up every morning, you're like, damn, my name's still Keith. <laughs> <laughs> damn, dude. Um, what I think of Keith, well, so this is a really fascinating mood because you sort of, you, with these moods, you have to focus in on them or else you, you can just go too many places with it. And it's yeah, like, stop laughing. so it's just like, so everyone, morning, everyone like, has a platonic ideal of who Keith um, is Keith. in their mind. You have like, you know, Keith could be the guy who wears like, see, I think of a guy in like Apollo shorts and the rainbow sandals with like his bow legged and has his feet pointed out when he walks and wears visors still. That's who I think of with Keith, like has a condo in San Diego. The and kid he never sees. The kid he never sees, but he's like really laid back. But also really angry, and so um, Huntington Beach, um, yeah, beach community energy for sure. So any beach community, our Simi Valley energy. So, but so I have to start this off though. I got to start it out with a Keith though. I have to start it out with Keith Carradine. I'm easy, which is a song from which I love because you have to name someone named Keith in this mood. I think, and, oh, yeah. it, and he's on the. Um, he actually appears in the movie Nashville, the Robert Altman film. And that's the main song of the film. And that's just also Keith energy. Hey, man, <laughs> I'm easy. <laughs> the guy who says I'm easy, but is also really, truly, really bitter and like <laughs> crappy on the inside, just like the character. So then we're going to go into another Keith, Toby Keith, with the song I Love This Bar. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Which is another yeah. thing that Keith would say. Yes. Just like, <laughs> he'd just be out and he'd be having a terrible night, but he'd just go, man... <laughs> I love this bar. <laughs> I love this bar. Like I said, it's the kind of bar listen, that has Big Buck Hunter in the big back. Big Buck too. Hunter, Big Dogs. <laughs> this is who we're dealing with, folks. Big Dogs, like a big dog and shirt you know it's incarnate. A, like it's, it's a saddle ranch. Left, yeah. left, right, doesn't matter. I just want to grill. That's the Keith energy. <laughs> That's the Keith energy. So then we're gonna go into Blues Traveler Runaround, oh, no. which is a song Keith would love, and I know it. <laughs> Just for the line of, I like coffee and I like tea. So, and he's always gonna... wanted a bandolier of harmonicas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One in and every then, key. And then we're going to go into the ultimate, like having having a crazy night, but it's not that crazy. And it's going to be John Mellencamp's version of Wild Night by Van Morrison, <laughs> which you are guaranteed here in a Goodwill or of a Mervyn's if you can still find one. <laughs> And that is Keith energy, man. You're getting those discounted, you know, your discounted polos. Does Mervyn's even energy. exist anymore? No, no sir. There might be one. I know it's so pathetic. 
They wouldn't uh, even play that at Kohl's. Whatever the modern day Mervins is. Maybe there's a Mervins in Singapore. I don't know, but but if there's not, Singapore. if there's not, whatever the equivalent is, maybe Kohl's. I don't, the, yeah, Kohl's. The, the Mervins and Napa's abandoned. There's nothing in that building. <laughs> and just some guy every other Tuesday has to shoe out bats with like a with like a net. Go on, get. <laughs> so there's the there's the that's uh, Keith. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's just bats. That's a young Keith. Yeah, and, and John Mellencamp's yeah. wild night. <laughs> it's time to get turt to have one and a half beers. That's that's John Mellencamp's wild wild, wild night. <laughs> and after one and a half beers, Keith has started a fight in the saddle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's put in the wine cork from his ex-wife that she left there into his Michelob Ultra <laughs> so he can have the other half for the next day. <laughs> I thought this was American. <laughs> Do you think that the guest who wrote that had any idea what was in store? I think he knew the the power that could be unleashed. <laughs> Your name is Keith. And, who is that? That's not a John mood because it's, it's not got, typed. It's got to be John. I thought I thought he was the only one who brought typed moods. Yeah. Well, is that a typed mood? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, he typed. Yeah. You are. Your name is Keith. <laughs> yeah. Enter. Honestly, like That's if, the if John, Send. if That's John the is the only mood. person yeah. who wrote our moods, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. You know, honestly. Yeah. So, John, open there. invitation to come back and write more moods. Come back, Send us John. any moods you want. Come back, Johnny. Yeah, so let's uh let's We want do that. all of our guests back. We do, actually. Yeah. We want you back more if you write us <laughs> killer Season two, moves. we're just going to repeat. Feel yep. like absolute shit, want them back. Let's take this moment to say, folks, if you have a mood that you want to send to us, if you'd like to be included in this in this game, email us. Or DM our Instagram. Yeah, DM the that, Instagram. That is how Evan reached us, right? Uh, actually, Evan just straight up commented. You can comment. Too like comment. We might delete your comment, but we'll steal that shit first. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, please email, DM, or whatever, and you could have a chance to be on the show. And, and we we'll will say your name. We'll say the name. You'll say your name. We'll say the name of your business. We'll say the name of your whatever you at your Etsy store. Your, you know. We'll shout out your ugly little dog. Yeah. Any, <laughs> anything. Perfect. And I think with that, it is time to bring. This cavalcade of audio comedy to a close. <laughs> it's last call. Any lingering thoughts about the Grammys this year? About Billie Eilish? About where music is going? Pop music. Where pop mm. music is going. Um, what, what if the Grammys were for your grandma? And it was the grandma oh. awards. Oh my god, let's start an award show called the Grammys. Yes, but only award our grandparents. Obviously. Best grandparents of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> best new grandparents. It's like that it's like that award ceremony where they like award like the best teachers in the nation, but you don't really know how any of them get nominated. <laughs> <laughs> like DJ who? Ruth Flowers would be on it. You guys know about her? <laughs> no. The DJ who's like 88. Oh, I see. oh okay, no, I've seen that. The yeah, best. Seen that Simply the best. Beautiful. No. no be the in-house thoughts. band. Yeah. I will take this time to say, Billy, I am very eager to see what you've got in store next. Yeah. What's going to happen? She's, she's got a lot to live up to. Like, mm -hmm. she, her and her brother set the bar so high. Um, yeah, hopefully, no, I, I loved it. Hopefully they don't have a falling out uh, like like Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Well, they weren't related. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, she's related to this guy. But let's get the band back together. That's going to be next week on Whatever Happened To. <laughs> Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. <laughs> I'm sorry. No one wants that. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'll see it. We'll see it. We'll see it. Yeah, it'll we'll be happen. glad to see it. 
Thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us a lot. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. And until next time, cheers! Cheers, lovelies! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.